Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today on the Coach Cash Show, we have Dr. Cheryl and Alexander Proctor all the way from Pennsylvania. Hello, hello, hello. Oh man. So, you know, guys, let me tell you, the reason I brought this couple is because the first time I met them, I fell in love with them, okay? Me and my husband. And you know it's hard. For those of you out there, you know it's hard to find a couple where the couple likes the other couple. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother <laughs> class in terms of couples shopping. And they had the audacity to move to another state which made me very sad, but it's okay. I forgive you guys. <laughs> um, so just so you guys know, these are two professional individuals. Alexander, Dr. Cheryl, would you like to share a little bit about what you do while we get started? Sure. So I am Dr. Cheryl Proctor. Um, I have been in education, public education at that for over 20 years. Wow. I currently uh, work for the School District of Philadelphia and I'm Assistant Superintendent of Schools. Yay! You are a rock star. What about you, Alexander? Okay, so me, I am uh, I'm in management, sales management in the jewelry industry. Um, I actually work for a company called Jared Gallery of Jewelry, yep. right? And so I kind of like like to consider myself a person that helps you find the perfect representation of your love, Yay. right? So I, I, I kind of put into physicality what Pretty you feel. Blame. I help you put it into the physical sense oh, so that person nice. knows you love them every time they look at their hand. Yes. So oh, I love, oh. I, I Plus I train leaders and, and managers in our company as well. Okay, so I'll let you guys know that Alexander sold me my husband's ring. So I went to, he, she went to Jared. I went to Jared yeah, <laughs> and bought Andy's ring. He has some expensive taste. Okay, my husband <laughs> wanted black diamonds. I think that's the, the kappa side of him. Got to be so pretty. But uh, yeah, uh -huh. he definitely does look down at his ring and say, I like it every now and then. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. My All pleasure. Right. So pretty much the reason why I decided to bring you on as a couple is because I realized that across our nation, across our world, across so many of my clients, the first thing that usually comes out of women over 40s mouth or men over 40s, like, is there still love for me? You know, is this, are all the good ones taken? Is, is this something that can still really happen? So I really wanted to rewind this to really hear about your love story. Like, where were you? How did you meet? You know, because that's another thing. It's like, where they hiding, Coach Cass? Where they hiding? So we got to get into all the things. So, you know, let's start Let's start with uh, how you guys met. How'd you meet? Let's take the lead on that one. Wow. So we met coincidentally at a, a forum. It's one of those self-help weekend seminars. Mm -hmm. And um, I had done my forum a few years, but I think two years prior to Alexander. And so I was there to assist the production of the forum and help others kind of come into the space for their own experience and learning. And with that, uh, we were greeting all the participants, and as they came into the room, he was a participant. And listen, when he hit that doorway, oh, I just kind of paused. I was like, "Huh." Hmm. So and it, hold on, and it was an off day. 
Oh, and we oh. kept it. We kept, you know, he had the whole experience of the forum yes. and kept it really uh, professional. But at the end, he just kind of approached me and and said, "Hey, you know, are you married? I'd like to get to know you better. Could we, Ooh. outside of this, get coffee?" And I remember looking at him and saying, "Huh, that's some grown man stuff right there." Yes, you straight <laughs> you out know, the gate, baby. Like, are you married? Right. So it was a, it was um, how we met. The rest is history. I could go on and on about the story, but time, you know, you tell me how deep you want me to go. So, so Alexander, what was yeah. it that that attracted you to Cheryl? Like, what made you approach her and ask her, "Are you married?" Like, that's a serious okay. question, sir. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and fill in a couple of little blanks, right? Mm-hmm. So Cheryl was in charge of kind of like her of, of keeping the space pristine. That there was a certain there was a certain authenticity that we had for this particular group thing. And so one of them was that you had to if you're gonna bring anything to drink into the big meeting room, it needed to be water. Mm. And of course, I had noticed people with Coca-Cola cans and stuff like that. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna abide by the rules because that's who I am, right? Yes. And so I went ahead. I said, I got me some water. You take a little break. I'm coming in with my water. Cheryl happens to be at the doorway I'm coming in, and she stops me. I'm an administrator by nature Uh-oh. and by profession, <laughs> so he didn't quite follow the rule. Okay. But that was when vitamin water was new. It's now, good. how many of us know water is clear? Yes. But he showed me this purple uh, bottle and with, with purple liquid, and he said, but this is water. It's water. It just happens to be colored. It's colored, Uh-oh. right? And she's Uh-oh. just like... Sir, the last time I checked, water is, is not purple. And so then, because of the fact that I had already gone through like 24 hours of this particular uh, workshop, I knew that it, to be my authentic self, I had to validate what she was saying, right? Mm-hmm. And so at that particular point, I surrendered the vitamin water to her, oh, thus sweet. took my thirsty self into the meeting, okay? <laughs> so later on that same day, later on that same day, took a break, and I'm on my way out, feeling kind of parched, right? And so then she, she asked for me to, to follow her now. During this time we're doing this, it's all about being of service, right? So before, he, before that, up. he looked at me as he was exiting the room Uh-oh. in a snarky kind of way. Uh-oh. And he said, see, if I had my water, I wouldn't be so thirsty. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, so that's I cool. said, just a moment, follow me. Mm. And he followed me to a back room area where there was a kitchen. And I, in fact, saved his water for him. Right. Oh. And on the refrigerator, I, it said, what did it say on the refrigerator? Uh, it just was not for participation. Right. It, it basically said, right, it was staff only kind of sign. Okay. And so I was you impressed. saved by your water. Yes, I saved mm. his water. So that was, was that was that the thing that caused you to um, No, 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 no. That, no, because that didn't happen to the next day. So what okay. happened was now she was on radar. Okay. She was on my radar. And on so radar. I observed until the next day. Plus, I knew it had been kind of inappropriate for me to be all approaching in the middle of a workshop while I'm yeah. working on myself. Yeah. I'm yes. supposed to be working on myself. Right. Not, not looking at the cutie in the corner. I'm supposed to be working right. on myself, right? So I, that's what I was doing. I was focused on business. So then as the next day was winding down, we're getting towards the, the end of the actual workshop. Things are, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about the direction of what I want. 
And so then as I'm coming into the meeting, she happens to be within a reasonable space. And I said, well, you know, this would be the time instead of me trying to make it difficult later to get in mm -hmm. contact with her. Why not just go over here and ask the questions now? Because I was curious. Yeah. So I asked her, I said, well, I said, I, I introduced myself, asked her a name. So then I asked her, was she married? You know, did she have a boyfriend? Uh, was she currently being stalked at this time? You know, the basic questions you want to have. Only by you. <laughs> okay, the basic questions you want to have, right? He didn't ask me all of that. Okay. He asked me those okay. two questions. So then, Can we have coffee? So, so then I was like, you know, <laughs> later on after the fact, I would love to, you know, grab a cup of coffee with you after we're done. Because I knew it was going to be going into the evening. So I was yeah. like, you know, it's been a long day. So I asked if she'd be interested in at least having a, a cup of coffee and a conversation. Nice. That's the history. That was it. The rest is history. No question. Were you were either of you married before? Yes. Aha. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. Double was, decade yes. since. Was hmm? not going to ever do it again. Yeah. Oh, you had decided you weren't going to do it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was pretty clear. Yeah. Um, the April before he proposed marriage. Wow, we had a let's call it a deep discussion. Yeah. And he he told me, he said, I'm not interested in getting married. Ooh. And, I, and I took that to heart mm -hmm. because one thing I did say this time around is I was going to be true to myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I love marriage and I love the idea of being married. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult. It was a difficult few weeks, but I was clear that this relationship was not going to go anywhere and I was going to need to end it. And I let him know very clearly that this relationship has to end. This is not a space where I'm going to stay. Girl, and you put your foot down. No, no, go ahead. Keep talking. And, um, and he, I had to come to terms with that. And he had to come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I had a hard time. Apparently, he, he struggled a bit because he came with a total change of mind, huh. change of heart. He decided that he did not want to live the rest of his life without me. He my, knew that. You want my exact words? Yes, sir. My exact words were that I've had women in my life that I could live with, but you the woman I could not live without. And with that, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh, y'all are going to start crying. That's what he said. That's what, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. You're messing up my eyeliner. <laughs> this is not okay. This is not okay. So how did you decide on that, Alexander, that she was the one for you? Well, the, the thing is, I had been on such a path of, I'm, I had them kind of really consoled myself that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. That's, that's basically where I was at, right? And that I was going to be a great person to date, and have a temporary relationship with, but I'm like that marriage thing. I tried it, didn't work. It had been over 10 years um, before we met um, that I was married before. So I was, I, was, I was happy with me at that point, right? I guess the, the thing was when I had really shared with her, because this thing was about being authentic in this relationship. Right. And when I wanted to really share and be open, knowing I was taking a risk, um, I wanted to share and be open with her on exactly where I was mentally when it came to the marriage thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing that impressed me most was I expected her to break up with me. Not right away. I, 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 I expected her to break up with me. And I recognized that the only reason why she would not have broken up with me within these last few weeks is because this woman must still actually love me. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I had to reflect on 
what would life be back like, excuse me, like if she did break up with me, mm -hmm. okay? And what I decided was it would not be of the quality that I want. And so I, I, so I had a conversation, uh, we're a blended family, so I had a conversation with our daughter Ronnie first, at that time, you know, just her daughter. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with Ronnie. Ronnie was like, what, six? Um, about eight. She was at eight? Seven, eight. Seven, eight. We've been together a couple of years. Right. So Ronnie was like eight, eight years old. So I'm having a conversation with an eight-year-old, mm -hmm. pro, basically pros and cons on why we're going to do this marriage thing oh. to make sure she was on board because I didn't want no problems with the eight-year-old. <laughs> okay? And um, so once the two of us came to an agreement, Mm -hmm. that we all going to get married, mm -hmm. then we decide to go ahead and let Cheryl in on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And the breakup was, you know, I was, once he made, once he made it clear to me, I knew I had to break up with him. I loved him. Still love him. But because of how I loved him, it, it wasn't like a clean break. Well, I'm out. It's over. You know, it took a couple of weeks and I, I kept telling him, we can't do this. I, I, I am leaving and, and we need to make, I, I, I need to, for the sake of myself, for the sake of my daughter, mm -hmm. um, being a single mom, I'm not going to engage in, in a relationship that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, but I think he knew, he knew very well I was very serious about the breakup coming. Right. And, and I don't want you to have the impression that it was an ultimatum kind of thing. No. because. Yeah. That, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And we had gotten to the point where she wasn't bringing up the subject. Mm. We weren't talking about, we were going about our lives in our relationship mm -hmm. and for weeks, mm -hmm. right? Easy. And it was never a case of, if you're not going to marry me, I'm going to leave you and get with somebody else mm -hmm. that will get married because that would have been a, a wrong conversation to have, right? Mm -hmm. She, whether it was planned or not, it was genius. Silly. It was genius. <laughs> she, sh she shut up about it and let it happen. Mm -hmm. And once she let it happen, she allowed me to be a man mm -hmm. in the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think sometimes it's real important that when a woman is powerful and used to be in control, at some point, you got to allow a man to be a man in the situation. Mm -hmm. Let him know what you want and then see who that person is. Mm -hmm. So because you like, said this relationship isn't going to work, but then you still continued in the relationship. Yeah, and, and, and be clear, we're only talking about two weeks or so. It was only oh. like two or three weeks before he broke down and proposed, girl. I thought it was Seriously. like a month. No, it wasn't even that long. I thought it was a month. Mm -hmm. a month. May, okay, we'll give him that. We'll give yeah, him, it it might have been a month. It yeah. might have been a month. Yeah. But kind of like he said, I knew what I had to do. Yeah. But as, you know, as flesh and blood human being, it takes you a minute to act out on what you know you need to do. But that's why I got silent about it. There was nothing else to discuss. Mm -hmm. He made his feelings clear. You know, once someone shows you what, you know, who they are and what they, what they stand for, right. you, no sense in arguing about it. Let's, right. let's, all right, let's move on because I know what I need to do now. And, Right. And I wasn't going to allow, I wasn't going to allow a vow on a piece of paper to keep you from being happy. Because to me, for the most part, is a vow before God and a piece of paper. And I'm like, okay, a vow before God is something you're going to do verbally 
do life anyway with this person. A piece of paper is just for the legality, you know what I'm saying, of, of the man. So my thing was, I'm not going to go ahead and allow my life to be something that I don't want it to be because I have something against a piece of paper. Right. You know, um, because the commitment was already there. The love was already there. And so I was like, you know what? Let me stop tripping. Oh, I'm so happy you stopped tripping. So wait, so Cheryl, let's rewind a second, right? So you are a single mom. So there's a lot of single moms that listen to this show. So as a single mom, like how did you even get into this space to be able to say, I'm open to dating? And then two, what, well, let's start there. How did you get into the space to say, I'm open to dating someone? Yeah. By the time I met Alexander, I had been divorced from my first husband for six years. Mm. Um, and for six years, I was not in any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter has a relationship with her father. He picks her up. He visits with her. She spends the weekends with him at that point in her life. And that's when I dated. It was on mm. the weekends when she was at home. <laughs> Got it in. I had fun. Um, you know, it starts off, you know, I spend a lot of time working on me and um, being true to myself and learning to be true to myself and knowing what I stand for, knowing what I will accept into my life, what I will not accept into my life. But mm. I had always, over those years, whenever she was with her father or whenever she was away for a week, spending parts of the summer with him, um, I would go out with my girlfriends. I would then uh, open myself up to the possibility of dating. Mm. And that was what I wanted to create in my life and make space for. So I made space for it, but I knew I did not want to entangle, if you will, my daughter too soon or too prematurely into Dang the process. So, <laughs> yeah. so, then, so then that's a question, right? When did you decide that he was someone she could meet? And how did that experience go? Like, what was that conversation with her, if you can remember? Like, did, how, did you introduce him as a friend? Like, what was that whole thing? Because that's such a sticky situation of when yeah. to introduce your child to your potential mate, your mate, your husband to be like, where, where was this? It, it took a while because like I said, we had, we had plenty of opportunities to date because she did have a relationship with her father and she did go with him um, quite often. On the weekends when she was with me, you know, if something came up and he wanted to do something, you know, I would, you know, work with family and friends, but I didn't introduce her into the relationship till, um, gosh, almost a year later, like many, 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 many months down the road. Yeah, seven, eight months, eight months, months, uh, maybe eight months down into the road because I wanted a foundation. I wanted to know who he was first as a person, Mm -hmm. uh, what he stood for. At the time, Alexander had a daughter and still Still does. She didn't disappear. (laughs) We have another daughter. She is... She's two years older, two and a half years older um, than my daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started also, you know, where we could bring bringing them together Mm. and doing group things together as well. So, um, yeah, eight months down the road, 
incorporated so as a friend of the family. Yeah, you introduce well, him as your man. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, no, no. she was she's smart. These little girls are smart. They they you know they weren't gonna go for Uncle Alex type thing. You yeah, know, they, and they, I'm they, not. They, yeah, I don't believe in that. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in calling you know uh, Uncle Alex or anything yeah. like that. She knew he was my friend. And, okay. And that's good enough. Friendly, <laughs> friendly. Oh my goodness, this is beautiful. So what I'm hearing in terms of our learning lessons on the woman's side is you have to make space, right? On the other side, it's like you actually have to date. Hello, you got to date. Have some fun. Make space for the fun. Have some fun. And number three is to allow a man to be a man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Over on the men's side, it's like being able to be still that sometimes the right woman can turn you around. Is that is that a thing? Well, I mean, anything's possible, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) right. So, uh, you know, in this case, obviously, you use the term the right woman. But the truth of the matter is, I had gone through a lot of soul searching myself to understand that everything I think doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or that it's perfect. And so um, part of my growth in authenticity was that I would be open to being wrong. Okay. Right? And so I didn't feel any kind of way about changing my mind because that was a mindset that I had had for over 10 years. Yeah. That never get mattered. I was just repeating something I repeated many a times and it would just move me on to the next situation. Mm-hmm. And, and this time- It, it gave it him the out in the past that gave him the out to move on to a different situation. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. That's but pretty much how it went. I think what happened differently is I didn't do maybe some of those triggers that maybe some women would do, mm-hmm. either give an ultimatum or, you know, kick him out, you know, slam the door shut on the relationship. But I accepted it, told him, okay, and told him clearly that, you know, I'm coming to terms with it, but the relationship will at some point need to end. And, and I said, I understood. And he underst- and he kind of caused some reflection, I think. Right, right. I said, I, I said you know what, I, I understand. Yeah. And then we kept going. Mm-hmm. Right? And just like she said, there was triggers that I'd seen in the past mm-hmm. that she did not portray at that point. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to be committed to what you want to do. It's another thing to think that you have the power to make someone else committed to the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to allow a person to come to a place of who they are mm-hmm. and then see that mm-hmm. and not be them doing something just to keep you or to get you. That's right. right. Because if they do it for that reason. It's not going to last. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stick it off. Yeah. 11 years of marriage later, it couldn't have lasted if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't real, if it wasn't sincere, if it wasn't what we both Because truly, we're way too open in conversation yeah, right. for it to have lasted that long. We would have done said it. Okay. So here's, here's a, here's a curveball question. I know that you both had very prominent positions in South Florida. And then I believe you moved because Alexander got an amazing opportunity. Correct. So then Cheryl... What was that for you? Because I know as professional women, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I come with my own, you know. Yeah. What was that like to, you know, 
serve or to move for your husband's work and not yours? Like, what was that transition like? Because yeah. I know for a lot of our listeners, that yeah. control thing, you know, is yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. You know, not having your own money and all those things. So what what was that? You had to bring up money, huh? I got a story, <laughs> I got a story for that. No, Once upon um, a time. <laughs> in all seriousness, I, you know, when you see your husband is such a hard worker, very dedicated to his craft, good at what he does, mm-hmm. receives awards and accolades from his company. Um, you know, it's, it gives you a sense of pride. I do my work, I do great work. Alexander has been there for me when I received my own awards and accolades for the work that I do. So when he presented that he was offered this promotion to be district manager in, in the Southeast Pennsylvania region, I paused because yes, I'm not naturally, I went there. I went there like, (laughs) what about me? Right. No, we, I have a a wonderful career, 17 years of a career. But then I looked at my husband and, you know, I'm in public education. The country has a whole system founded on, on education and public education. I think I could find my way. But Alexander was the first black male that the company had ever promoted to that level. Wow. And it was something that he had been passed up for a couple of times. And I know the disappointment when he, when he didn't get it. So, you know, I tell people all the time, I love my husband. <laughs> so I, made, I, I gladly made the move so that he could have his opportunity knowing that when the time comes, he'll support me in, in whatever happens for me as well. And it was a blessing, right? So kind of to go back a little bit, what I don't want you to miss in the story is that through, there was a foundation to our relationship. We had something in common in that we were both seeking to be the best of ourselves mm-hmm. through this weekend uh, forum and seminar. And we always reverted back to that language. The second thing is that we had a foundation, a spiritual foundation in our relationship. Because one thing I acknowledged about myself is, uh, you know, sometimes as a single woman, I go to church, I'm a, a faithful, God-fearing woman. And then when I, when I come to date, I feel like I need to put God on the back burner mm. because I did not know how to manage what I believe and uh, those spiritual things in connection to the physical dating aspects of life, right? To be real about it. Yeah. But I knew up front and I knew that he was a spiritual person, that he's gone to church and we dated going to church together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had faith. I had faith in my husband. I knew that it was the right thing uh, to allow him to have this opportunity. And I was blessed for it. I came in. It took that convert, that first conversation about money, my dear. <laughs> Jackie said, I went there as an independent woman. Right. And I said to myself, I don't like this feeling. I really don't. I'm not comfortable with it. I need to find my way. And I applied for one job within a district, received that job. And God has blessed me. I've been promoted two, three times within five years for that district. And, you know, I honestly believe that that was the blessing that was for me for, for uh, allowing Alexander to receive his blessing. Oh, okay. 
And how did that make you feel, Alexander, as a man with your wife saying, you know what, babe, I got your back. Like, what did that do for you? Well, I got to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> initially, I was expecting a delayed response on that, meaning I thought, I was thinking that maybe I would be coming up to the Philadelphia market and then she would like finish out the school year. But the school year had just started. Right. So it hadn't timing, even quite started. Yeah, it hadn't even quite started. Like and our daughter time. was entering into the ninth grade of high school. Okay. So right. we had to look at timing of everything. Exactly, exactly. And so um, when my wife said, so uh, you, you're not thinking I'm going to let my husband move to Philadelphia without me, are you? You know what I'm saying? You got to know, you got to know. <laughs> Okay, and and I knew there people because at that point um, she was a very successful principal, award-winning administrator, got school Martin Luther King School, the whole nine yards, amazing program. I was very proud of what my wife had done mm -hmm. and 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 was accomplishing. Mm -hmm. Under no circumstances would I want to be the the, the interfere of that. So mm -hmm. for me, I just look at it as okay. Well, you come up here, you don't have to work. And you know what? Send me the bill for that PhD thing you're working on. You know, just give me the bill. I take care of the PhD. You go back and forth because she was working on getting a PhD from um, FAU and Boca. And so she would fly down and everything else. So to me, that was my gift was to give her the space. She can go ahead and become, you know, Dr. Proctor. Nice. Right. But how did it make you feel? That wow. I was willing to. Well, oh, that you willing? To, oh, to I felt love. That's the only word. That was love. That was love. Yeah, that was love. Love. It's, it's not a whole lot of words for that. Sometimes I go all the way around. But on that one, that was that was straight love because I knew she was gonna hear this. Mm. I said, I said, my baby gonna. There are gonna be people who gonna think they gonna be like, what? You follow your man and go where? <laughs> From Fort Lauderdale Beach, right? Three blocks from the beach, South. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you meet Jilly from Philly? Well, it, but you know, outside Philly, we're not in Philadelphia. It's Willow Grove. It's nicer. Oh. <laughs> no, no, that. I don't know. It's King of Prussia. King of Prussia. Don't say mm -hmm. that. Philly's good. Hail up Philly. Woo woo. I work in Philly. I I'll, I'll leave my Philly comments alone Philly. until we stop the recording. Um, so. <laughs> So now you guys have been married for 11 years and yeah. you're still smiling. Like you, yeah. it, it looks like you still like each other, which yeah. is awesome. After yeah, yeah. Oh, COVID, yeah. after quarantine, after craziness, after all the things in our world, like what keeps this joy between you? Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, we stay engaged and true to who we are. You know, I think one thing that my wife and I have in common is we don't have to fake around each other. We, 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 it is what it is, right? And, and you got to, the term, love me for me. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, especially during quarantine. There's a lot of love me for, this is who I am. Love me, right? And so once you go through a journey like that, you recognize the fact that nothing can break you. Mm. Nothing, nothing can break yeah. you. And, and so we, we've gone through this journey, this quarantine, these ups and downs. My poor wife, she, just, she was on conference calls all this morning. It's crazy where I am as well. And the solid that we have is the two of us. Yeah. When our kids are crazy yeah. and they're doing their own thing, guess yeah. what? We got each other. We're, yeah. we're solid front. Yeah, we spend a lot of time 
you know, together building our relationship. So it's kind of like the pattern that we started when we were dating of every other weekend. Again, my daughter may have been with her, her dad or something like that, but we always had couple time. Yeah, yeah we date. So throughout our marriage, we've always had couple time. Mm-hmm. I think that's, if I could say it, right? If I could say that's a benefit of having a, a, a child that lives in our home, we have, we have that sense of family within our home. And then there are times where she goes off on a school trip or a church mission or goes away for two weeks with her dad or is every other weekend with family and her father that we actually get couple time and we spend a lot of couples. So every year, we get we make sure we build in that couple time. We do right. definitely do couple vacations. Yeah. Got to have a trip. Yeah. Got to have a couple of trips. Yeah, where it's just the two of us and and kind of like Alexander says, it's that it's that second time around. Y'all remember that song? Second time around. But it works for us so because It's a real law. <laughs> He ain't talking about my sister. No, I'm not talking about you, baby. But it's that maturity that the second time around allows, right? That, you know, we both had been through some stuff. We both knew what we wanted or didn't want coming in. And if if we stay true to ourselves and really authentic with each other, there's no mistaking. And we kind of remove the idea of expectations like I want, I expect him to do this. I expect her to do that in this marriage. Well, no, we just have more space for understanding and understanding each other and and our yeah. desires. And then guess what? You know, we we don't fuss, we don't fight. Sometimes he'll he'll go watch TV where he wants to watch TV, and I'll watch the show where I want to watch my show. So, you know, but it's all just being authentic and true to each other. Absolutely. It's because it's good to have a man cave. I mean, family room. A family room. <laughs> Try to call it a man cave. It's a family room. It's a family room. It's only a man cave when I'm the only man in it. <laughs> the second somebody else comes down into it, all of a sudden it becomes a family room. I'm like, I, that's not what I do. That's not where I agree to this house. Not the question. <laughs> not the interview question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Family question. Oh my goodness. This this has just been a joy. And I pray that every person listening has, has picked up the nuggets that you have dropped from creating space to dating, to being your authentic self. And for those of you who haven't listened in to me before, there's three things I normally talk about. Do you feel safe and secure with this person? Can you be authentic to yourself in this relationship? And do you trust them? You know, the SATs, you know? So right. that's literally the, the bare bones to, to really someone being a, a strong candidate um, amongst all the other things that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you for just reemphasizing the importance of being authentic because that fake front doesn't last long mm-hmm. at all. And it's tiring. Yeah. And we've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it with others where it's like, you know, you want the best for people. Yeah. But then when you, when you see it and there's nothing you can do about it because you can't fix their situation because I'm focused on mine. I can't be fixing yours. You need yeah. to fix it. And so the thing you do is just give people good advice. Like you're giving people great advice. Yeah. Take that advice, you know, and, and just be practical. Yeah. But you said something that's key. 
it's exhausting. It's, a, it's exhausting for the person who's trying to put up that front for the sake of a relationship. And you, lo you lose sense of who you are. I lost sense of who I was, right, in my first marriage. And, and I needed that time, that's those six years to really get back to me yeah. and then be committed to myself first that I'm not gonna lose a sense of myself again for any relationship. And he allows me to be 100% me <laughs> and is really loving and accepting of, of all of it. So I'm grateful. I love it. I'm grateful for y'all. So how can people find you on uh, Instagram? Like what's your Instagram name? How can people follow you? How could they get their ring? You know, just okay. like they need to well, don't have uh, to my Instagram is definitely attached to my business. It's Proctor A is an apple T is an entire AT67. So Proctor AT67. Um, it's linked up to my uh, my Jared Facebook page. Mm. And you'll you'll see all the promotions and stuff like that. And and right now we'd like to do a great shout out that uh, right now raising money for St. Jude Hospital with the yes. plush program. A person can purchase plush from me. I donate it to a local children's hospital and the money goes to St. Jude Hospital to save the life of children with cancer. So if somebody really wants to, to you know, be a part of that, I would love to have them on board. And then they can also look at jewelry. Yeah, jewelry. And my Instagram is share.pro. So it's share, C-H-E-R, C-H-E-R dot P-R-O on Instagram. So try to find me. All right. Well, follow them, y'all. And um, just just thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening in. I hope you, you got your nuggets. And if you're saying, Coach Cass, I don't even know what this dating thing is. I'm so excited for them. They found love after 40. What about me? Hey, look us up. InspireMany.com. I'm at InspireMany on social media. I do have our dating tracker that you could pick up on our website. So you know you can make sure that you know what your candidates are saying. Are they a viable candidate? Let's talk about it. Until next time, family, see you on the next show.